We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Jack Ramsey's Post Game Show. I'm your host, Danny Brang, joined as always by Brandon Sprague. Blazers win. I don't know how, but Blazers win. Um, in a tale of two halves, Brandon Sprague, the Portland Trailblazers find a way. Uh, very, um, very Jeff Goldblum. Uh, life uh, finds a way. One twelve, one oh seven, five point win. Uh, unbelievably, the Blazers give up. Two 30-point quarters in the first half. And then the third and the fourth, the Bulls score 22 in both. Combination of Blazers defense uh, turning the effort up from negative two to like a six, which it's a whole eight points. That's a that's a big swing. Mm-hmm. And, and the Bulls maybe having a little bit of legs go up from underneath them, but the Blazers capitalize, get a win, get another home win, get back to 500, Maybe feel a little bit better about themselves, and I tell you what, it's a lot better. It's a lot, lot better to sit here and go. Even if the vibes aren't right, they're winning. But I tell you what, the first half vibes mm-hmm. not great. Second half vibes, mwah. Yeah, I mean Chicago was on fire in that first half. I, I think sometimes in basketball, maybe more so than any sport, we allow the beginning of the game to kind of loom over the whole game. Mm -hmm. So like the first half was so dominant by Chicago, but yet they went to the half and I text you and I'm like, feels like they should be up 30. They're only up 15, which in this league is, you know, within the. In today's NBA, 15 is more like seven, like 10, 15 years ago. Like it's right. It's not a ton. Like you can, with the three point shot and the volume, which the Blazers found. Yeah. Can turn on a dime. So I thought, I just thought that right there was somehow like the big positive of the first half, right? As bad as they played, as hot as Chicago was, DeRozan cooking them from the mid range. Like they were only up 15 and we watched them get dominated. And then the second half, it was like a complete flip. It was Portland with the effort, Portland Mm -hmm. with the hustle, Chicago going cold, Portland hitting big shots. And we do this in basketball, I think more so than in the other, we go, how did they do that? It's like, well, but two quarters were Portland dominant, two quarters were Chicago, and Portland was just on the better end of those two quarters. Yeah, you flip those two things around. If Blazers start out well right, and then go out, it's the Blazers dropped this game, not the Blazers won this game. I think there's a little bit right. of trade-off tonight. And, yes, the Blazers taking advantage of opportunities, 
but also the Bulls falling short. Uh, this isn't one of the uh, the classic Blazers didn't win this game. The Bulls lost it. I think it was a little bit of both. Like it was. Yeah, I agree. Bulls with that. kind of. They had an opportunity, and they failed to execute down the stretch more than a couple times. DDR, as, as good as he was in that first quarter, and he was on God mode. There was yeah. nothing. It didn't matter who you sent at. It did not matter. He was cooking. Those same looks were there in the third and the fourth, and everything hit back rim. And I went there, ooh, buddy, because the looks that he got, it was yeah. like, I don't know if you want to give that man those looks over and over again in single coverage. <laughs> Go with God. On the yeah. coin toss opportunity on a normal NBA night, you're on the wrong side. But you get the win. You did. You got the win. Um, Nurkic took full advantage of no Vucevic and, and really no real size. Like Tony Bradley was kind of it for them. Mm-hmm. And we, Tony Bradley's a journeyman player. Uh, bounced around a little bit. He's a rotation league. player. He's a rotational player. He's a backup big. Nurk took advantage. And, you know, at the end there, they were playing DJ at the five. And they were, they were able to find Nurk. And then when Nurk wasn't on the court, Larry was making the biggest impact of anybody tonight. Yep. Like, we'll go through a, a few of these players, obviously, but the crowd wasn't chanting Larry for no reason. Larry Nance um, did it again. And look what happens. He gets the minutes. He plays the end of the game. And he not only helps them come back, but he secures the dub for him. So a big night for Larry. And, and it's no surprise that the fans were chanting his name. Yeah, the squeeze came on Cody Zeller tonight, only four minutes. Um Got the free throw line a couple times, got kicked in the face. He did, yeah. <laughs> Shout out Derek Jones Jr. who did some things tonight. And honestly, Derek Jones Jr. hits his layups tonight. The Blazers lose this game. Yeah. Uh DJ had a couple looks where he made guys look silly and then smoked the bunnies. It was uh I thought Lonzo had a couple of those too, where I was like, oh, yep. and then he like he went a little bit. He left that up. one short with like two minutes to go, and it was when he yeah. got down the hill, and I was like, oh no, they let him get right there. Because <laughs> he had I, done I, it like 30 seconds before, too. That was a hell of a draw up by Billy there at the end of that game to get Levine. I got to be honest. I, I really believe this is a thing. I, I think he was so shocked by being that, that open, open when he turned. It screwed him up instead of maybe taking a rhythm dribble of like, oh, crap. He could have taken one rhythm dribble and let it go. It felt like he got it turned so open. He's like, wait, what? And then he just shot the ball and it went the wrong way. Um, but that was a hell of a play. Look, it came down to the wire. We talked about that with um, with Rick before the game, that this was going to be a close one. I wouldn't have said they'd be down 20 and make that comeback. No, um, no, definitely but, not. But, but you still give them a lot of credit for fighting and holding serve at home court. I mean, that's kind of the story of their season so far. They're a home team. They're not so much a road team. But uh, without getting too far ahead of ourselves on the post game, I looked at their schedule. I, I think if you count the Raptor game and tonight, I think they're going to go on a five-game winning streak before they go to Golden State. I think by the time they go to Golden State, they're going to be 11-8. and eight. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Because here's the thing. Spicy. Oh, but here's the thing. I don't think it is. Philly is stand. playing Philly's playing like dog crap right now. Uh, who was the other game that they had? They have another game there, and then they go on the road to Sacramento. Sacramento is, I mean, Tristan Thompson's well, calling up. Here's here's the thing. They may get the fired coach bump. Yeah, that's possible. That's possible because we know In the that next forty eight hours, out. Luke Walton's yeah. probably getting fired. Probably, but so... I, I don't know. I just feel like the schedule kind of breaks for them to go on this little run. And we know clearly there's such a different home team. It's Denver and Denver is going to be tough. But again, this Portland team statistically at home versus what they are on the road. It is a, it, it's, it's like, it's the difference. It's two different teams. So it's a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde thing. And I, I, I there's really been believe, no in between. No. And I really believe they're going to be able to do that. And here, my, my overall takeaway from the night, and we'll kind of dive into some players after this and, and kind of go through it little by little is these games against the Raptors and Bulls, listen, wins are wins. There's been good moments, particularly closing moments, which outside of these games, the Blazers have been dog shit in, in the clutch. One, they haven't been there. Two, when they've been there, they've just fallen apart. It's been the complete opposite of what they have been historically with Damian Lillard. Uh, a big part of that is Dame just not being Dame. CJ tonight had one of the worst halves of basketball I've ever seen from a top-flight player. It was... Let's not act like his whole... I mean, he didn't have... He, he had listen, two moments. Listen, what, what he it. did in the second half was just Jordan-esque compared to what he did in that first half of basketball. <laughs> that was... He finished with nine more like I mean, Jordan that first half of basketball was objectively... That's like, got to be the worst stretch of his... Ever. Like, ever, right? Ever ever in his professional career. It's not even close. It was like, he had a scoreless game in 2015. Like I went back and was like, when was the last time he was held scoreless? And I was like, I, it didn't look this bad because he no. was, he was objectively hurting the Blazers for 20 minutes yeah. in the first. Absolutely. Half. And it Absolutely. was, it was very, very difficult to watch. So for him to rebound the way that he did in the second half and not only like just kind of figure some things out, but be remotely productive is Probably what won this game outside of all of the other big stuff, 
Because if he doesn't even do a little bit, they are in trouble. They needed everything tonight. Uh, the big yeah. thing about uh, tonight, number one, is we are now 50 subscribers away from 2,000. We are at 1950. I just checked right now, so you haven't already. Please subscribe here to the podcast. We're trying to hit 2,000 by the time we hit Thanksgiving. Uh, we are ramping up big time as we get into the seasons. Rounding into form, much like the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, also, podcast is available wherever you get podcasts. Like, rate, review, subscribe. Do all of the things. Without further ado, Brandon, we're going to go into tonight's headline. And tonight, tonight, Brandon, Olay, Blazers sidestep Bulls in the second half. No? Okay. Okay. No, I, I liked it. I liked I, I, it. I, I like it better when I get a hard no or a hard yes. That was just ambivalence. <laughs> and now I'm just sitting here like wafting in the wind like, oh, I get the courtesy. Okay, cool. Thanks. Thanks. I gave you I gave you a Dame performance from tonight type reaction. Like, hey, there was some there was some good there. Thanks it for showing perfect, up. Hey, but, all right. Uh... Finger gun. You're a dick. <laughs> I might just start giving you that treatment every single time. I mean, I, I probably deserve it. Let's be fair. Um, <laughs> but the story of the night. Uh, as much as they sidestep in the second half, it's the one, it's the only, it's Mr. Larry Nance Jr. Yes. Larry Legend is what we're calling him tonight. 16 points, 9 rebounds, 3 assists, 3 steals, 1 block, 6 of 9 from the field, 2 of 3 from 3, and boy does he have Sam Cassell-esque big balls. Just <laughs> comes out there, just puts them on the table and says, yo bro, what you got? Mm-hmm. He's got marbles, man, and yes, he he's, does. he's got the juice, whatever you want to call it. Nance was balling. He was hooping. He was serving. He was doing everything, talking a whole heap of cash shit to whoever wanted it. And that's what have we said about this team conse- just consecutively, night after night after night. There's no vibes. There's no juice. He's bringing them both, and he's filling the box score on top of it as he's getting more and more minutes tonight. The yeah. one th- about. The front court tonight between Nance and Nurkic, you're not going to – this was very much the um, – remember the nights when when the few that they had together were Cantor and Nurkic at, right after they got Cantor before, before um, the injury? When they yeah. had a couple nights together, it was like, Jesus Christ, they are just going to bludgeon teams to death. <laughs> That's what it looked like tonight. Nurk went out there and just kind of did his thing, mm-hmm. finally took advantage of a small matchup, and then Larry yes, came did. out there and was like, listen, man, I'm going to handle business. Like this is, this, is, this is how I play. This is what we do. These are the plays we're going to make. Yeah, no, I I think you had to like a lot of of Yusuf, and I know we didn't really mention him on the pregame. Maybe we should have, but I kind of feel like the way he's played this year, largely in my opinion, I just I wasn't willing to dive into it. I had seen you could see what the matchup was. He took Tony advantage Bradley. of it for the first time. He has not won a matchup right. he was supposed to win yet this season tonight. And I think that's why I was hesitant, right? Yeah. Like it, it, you see it, and you say, "Well, I should mention this," but we didn't really talk about it all that much it was nice to see that and then you add what larry brings it, it's it's so weird man like he he brings such a God, it's hard to put into words the dynamic that he's he brings smart. to them he's so smart he's he knows he's everywhere defensively where he needs to be his impact on offense can't be overstated like and quick i thought quick put it on twitter too it's like He's, he's the better center when he plays with, with these guys. And you're not going to make that change there, obviously. He, but, he can't uh, eat those minutes up against a team that has a true big. He's just no, not big no, enough. No, he can't. But but I think the beauty is you know you're not falling off once Nurkic comes out. No. They've been like that in the past. And you know Larry comes in, they might even get better. So The, the thing in that regard, when we're talking about Larry Nance Jr., is he does the things Yusuf Nurkic does, but he does them more effortlessly 
because uh-huh. he's in better position more consistently. And it's not because he's working harder. It's because he's working smarter. All of this defense is just effort stuff. It's not just effort. Take all that, shoot into the sun. Yes, effort matters. But having a defensive acumen, having defensive IQ, knowing where you need to be, knowing not to cheat too damn far, Cov, being in the right place at the right time, not having to overhelp and over-rotate, anticipating but not giving it away. So it just it looks like he's everywhere because he's just there a step or two earlier or he's not giving up yeah. on a play defensively as early as some of the other Blazers are. And so it's like, oh, every time he does something. Like it's just voices, you know, rejoice and deer come prancing out of the forest. It's fantastic, you know. Whatever your favorite music is, it just plays. That's what Larry Nance Jr. does, and I think that's the big thing about I don't want to sit here and go, oh, Nurk was this and Larry was that. They're two very, very different players. Nurk is a massive human being who bottles up the middle. Nance is a guy who allows you to be more aggressive, play more switching defense, is more active in more various ways because he can be, and he's more athletic. Mm-hmm. But the flip side is you still need Nurk. So it's yeah. it's good to see him get out there and have the game he did tonight. And I'm honestly I'm kind of glad we didn't really talk about it much for the pregame. Because every time we had previously this, that was not, not that we're like jinxing it or anything, but it was like it got to the point where just show up and do what you're supposed to do, then we'll talk about it. Yeah, it almost got, added an element of pressure if you brought it up. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, okay, damn, you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. And tonight it was kind of a, well, I mean, he should, but let's not mention it. And he did. He did. So we just had a uh I saw you reply to that tweet. I saw that from 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 uh my buddy too. Joe, yeah. yeah. So I just I just checked it, and I may I I may have missed it, but I don't think I've seen that lineup. Cleaning the glass, I don't see it on cleaning the glass yet. No, it was not a. I don't believe that was a lineup going into tonight, and we no, still I, haven't I, yeah, gotten just, the Nurk yeah. Cove uh, Nance front court yet either. Those those two things had not happened, and I've been kind of wondering how that was going to go. Um, CJ obviously did not have it tonight, and it wasn't like Ant was cooking, but I think Ant had more juice. And so you kind mm-hmm. of went to him in, in spots maybe you would have gone to CJ in the past. Uh, Norm, we'll talk about Norm here in a little bit. Um, definitely brought it. But, yeah, Chauncey is continuing to experiment and adjusting minutes. And let's, let's, take, let's take a look at the minute count real, real quick. Yeah. Cove, who knocked down his shots tonight, 4-7, 2-5 from 3, 10 points, 3 rebounds, 3 assists, 3 steals, 2 blocks, did some things. But he also in the first half defensively, man, there's two or three instances of, hey, look, you're overhelping and getting there way too soon, and Caruso's hitting corner threes. And yeah. it was like, I texted you, I'm like, you can see this coming a mile away. Yep. And it's, it's you, as the possession develops, CJ gets absolutely cooked. And I'm like, oh, God, no. Nurk's pressed up at 22 feet. And I'm like, there's nowhere in between. Cubs like, mm-hmm. maybe I should show a little bit here. Shows all the way. <laughs> yes, he, he kicks did. Kicks to the corner and then rinse and repeat the same thing on the next possession, except instead of Caruso being at the corner, it was Caruso walking by CJ in corner three again. And you're sitting there going, but that stuff dried up when Larry Nance Jr. got on the floor. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th 
Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what he brings, right? And and by the way, shout out Chicago, a team not known for three pointers. Uh, shooting 44, basically hitting 45% tonight. It's like, oh, my Lord, we're just going to be that team, aren't we? Yeah, and really, if you want to pick something that this game died on for the Bulls, two things. 15 turnovers after they had The third quarter, they had 10. 10 10 in the third. I mean, you look at that. The Blazers ended up with 33 points in the third quarter, generating 10 turnovers. That's 10 shots the Bulls didn't get. So that to me is kind of where the game was lost is they got a little sloppy with the ball and that fell on DeRozan, Lonzo, and Caruso combined, combined for 12 turnovers. I, you could see, you could see Levine at the end of that game and he was walking off and the, the streamers were dropping and Toronto was losing their minds because that was happening. You could see Levine like kind of talking to himself and I've, I've been in the back of those tunnels where the players come out. You can hear them. Oh man, they they once they get to that tunnel, there is like a lot of bombs just beep, dropping beep, left beep, and beep, right. Beep, beep. I promise you that they're still pissed right now as we talk. They should have won that game. They should have won that game, but they just didn't bring that same intensity they had in the first half to the third quarter. And we know with Portland, you allow any kind of life with Dame and the and the the amount of talent they have on this roster. You're gonna you're gonna leave that door open. They're gonna be able to walk through that from time to time. Shout out Matt Moore at HP Basketball. I know a lot of people like to give him hell, but Matt's a great dude, and uh, he had a, a a great point about uh, the Blazers in the Damian Lillard era. If you leave that door open, the Zom Blazers will walk through it. Yes, they will because it's it's true. And what was my love it tonight? Damian Lillard leading leading the charge. He hits some big balls, Damian Lillard shots. That's twice I'm talking about big balls. I got big balls in the mind. What can I say? Um, but just leading the way when it mattered. And I think that that's deep three huge. to tie it. Oh God! Oh my he, Lord! He he kind of willed that one in. It was a he did. It wasn't he, a mm-hmm, leave it up there. It was a right. Mm-hmm, please. <laughs> <laughs> I need this. I need this. We need this. Everybody needs this. Please, yeah. basketball gods, let this fall. Yeah. Um, I've seen some stuff about forcing turnovers. Listen, the Blazers were significantly more aggressive. There's no doubt about that. But I also watched the Bulls throw stuff away. I, I watched tired legs. DeMar DeRozan, that air ball when Nas kind of stepped underneath him. It was looking foul hunting. They got tired. I thought tonight was a was a mixed bag of that. Like yeah. I, I thought you could see Chicago, especially near the end of that fourth quarter, a team that looked kind of gassed. It was their fourth road game. It's fair to throw that out there. They were wilting. I saw, you know, I saw Portland kind of reading the passing lanes. Mm-hmm. It was like a really sloppy pass. It might have been from Caruso. He just threw it, boom, tipped. You know what I mean? Like they had so many of those moments in the second half um, to really get Portland the juice that they needed to get back in this thing. 
Speaking of juice, uh, we've kind of hit on Larry, and, and he was fantastic tonight. Uh, let's give Nurkis props. He brought the juice tonight. Uh, Yusuf Nurkic headline tonight, Brandon. Borderline beast? Question mark? Mm. He was a little beastly. The way the first half started, and, and check me if I'm here or if I'm okay. wrong here. Okay. I thought feeding Yusuf Nurkic was a very bad idea to start this game because they fed him and they fed him and they fed him. And yes, they were getting looks, and he converted a decent amount of them. I felt like they were almost overfeeding him. Like it was a very direct concentration of we need to get Nurk involved. It, and I think it ended up paying dividends. I think it was risky, though, because the offense was just feed Nurk. Get him going. Get him involved. I think it might have contributed to the other guys starting incredibly slowly because they didn't they didn't get touches. They didn't get looks. They didn't get opportunities. And Portland was stuck in a sloppy mess while the Bulls were just hitting everything. Yeah. No, I mean, you could see it the first few possessions there. It was it was clearly the MO of that team of, hey, they're depleted down low. They don't have a big dimension arc. Let's get him going. And it almost felt like watching it, it felt like an experiment of some sort by Chauncey. Like in the back of his mind, he's oh, like, Oh, no, I think it was the right, front of his mind. I'm going to get you these touches, and I better see your ass mm-hmm. in the second half when we're going to need you. And they're playing Derek Jones Jr., who's 6'5 or 6'6 or whatever he is at the five. Like, we're going to need you, big guy. And I'll give him it. He showed up, he did what he needed to do. Little bit of a shaky start there, but overall, you got him engaged. And even when Larry came in for spurts and, and had the crowd going crazy, when Nurk got back in there, he was able to make that impact. So I'm not the biggest fan of doing it, but I think specifically tonight against a, a shorter, more depleted Chicago team, Chauncey clearly knows, like, I need this dude at the end of the game. What's the best way to get him? It's let's get him touches early. So they actually ran the LaMarcus Aldridge play to start the game. It was the, the clear out, pin down, 1-5. Yep. Uh, for use of Nurkic on, on the block. Um, and I was like, huh, I haven't seen that play in like five, six years. I know exactly what that looks like. <laughs> and uh, he got a good look, and it was he got his feet underneath him. The, the big thing I thought about Nurk tonight, particularly offensively, is he played under control. He had his feet underneath him. He wasn't rushing. And while he only had that one dunk, which, he, thank God, praise Jesus, he dunked, he still played under control. None of the flip shots, and this is something that has been there forever. As long as he's going forward, as long as he has aggressive momentum, as long as he's got his feet underneath him, he's a much better finisher than mm-hmm. not. Uh, there was one in particular where normally he comes out of that post spin and kind of tries to go up off the same foot, basically, that he's spinning off of, and it's very awkward. This time he spun out. Got the two feet and then collected himself and then went up. Yeah, and that was like ah, I I noted it to start the game on Twitter. I'm like, that's a good sign. That means he's being cognizant of what's going on. He understands what he needs to do, and that kind of fed the game for him. I was really impressed more than the box score because the box score is good tonight. Was picking it up where Larry left off, because Lesser Nurk could have thrown a fit. He could have gone in and be like, oh, it's Larry, uh, you know, and we've mm-hmm. seen that happen before. Yep. I've seen people say, well, Stott's never benched this, and I, I have to, I'll, I'll have to stare at you with Yusuf Nurkic eyes. Like, Terry benched Nurk for not doing that, for not mm-hmm. being that guy multiple times. So we've been in that situation before. We've seen that stuff happen. And so for me, I look at that and I go, good shit, Nurk. 
<laughs> Good shit, big guy. Just seriously, because that no, I'm with you. It's it's not a like the well, steps that Yusef Nurkic needs to take to be good aren't like unknown. Look, this does sound kind of stupid. I think because I'm saying it in my head and it sounds dumb. Was we shouldn't Go be on. at this point. You need him to have these games, I think, to make sure he's continuing along the journey with you. You know what I mean? Like, and that's, I think you're pointing to this and we're thinking the same thing. It's, it's a mind game by a very smart former point guard saying, okay, he operates a certain way, like it or not, this is, we're going to need him. And this is the best way to maybe get him going. I thought it's Lamar carrot and stick. It absolutely you, you gotta is. Yes, go back a very and good forth. example. Yes. Yes. Too I much thought, stick. It won't work. Right. I thought Lamar made a great point tonight. Um, I was able to catch a minute or two of the post game before we hopped onto the pod. Lamar made a very, very good point. He said he noticed, and you could kind of see it on your TV, but he had noticed that the coaching staff up, all up, all mm -hmm. talking, communicating, like that's another thing we had to remind ourselves is th this group, you know, put together, it's a first time coach. They are also learning some of this stuff and, and, you know, kind of the ebbs and flows of what this roster needs or the way that they're going to have to operate. And so I thought tonight they had really honed in on, hey, how can we get Yusuf to stay engaged from the start mm -hmm. all the way to the finish? And it was clearly by feeding him. And it was clearly by kind of the minutes he ended up having. I mean, what did he end up playing? 23, 23 minutes. That's exactly what he needs to be playing. And I thought they, they, they manipulated his minutes perfectly. When he's on the floor... This this is the game you have to play with him, and, it, and I think it's both the the yin and the yang to to use Nurkic is yeah. when he's on the floor, you have to get the most out of him. You can't have empty calorie minutes, Yusuf Nurkic. The second you start doing that, you start giving too much rope, and it's all of a sudden he's plodding up and down the court. He's yeah. not getting into screens. He's not getting back on defense, and it's like, well, yeet, you know, you get the hook out. And by then, if you have to give him the hook, and he's already he can he knows why he got the hook because I don't have it right now. Now that mental game starts happening. But if you give him the hook just a split second early, like I know you're going, but we'll we'll get you back in there. And I honestly wondered with how good Nance was playing. I said it on Twitter. I'm like, listen, Nurk has not been the problem tonight, but Larry Nance Jr. has clearly been the answer. Mm -hmm. And with how well Nance was playing, and it wasn't like he played 40 minutes, I wondered, is Nance going to go like the whole fourth quarter again? Because I could see that happening, but Chauncey put Nurk back out there and let him go eat for a little while. Well, not not that it, it's like this groundbreaking, you know, idea that I had on, on my love at pregame, but I loved the bench advantage. Portland clearly mm -hmm. had a big bench advantage going into this thing. And I know that was obviously led by by Larry, but I mean they outscored Chicago by 15 points on their bench alone. The I Blazers mean, you, bench continuing to score is still just one of the coolest things this season. It, it's one of the great things. I thought you had a good point on Twitter too. It's like right in the midst of that huge comeback, you had that tweet where you said, "Oh, a mix of the bench and the starting unit, and they're coming back." Shocking, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is like I'm gonna run that. I, I'm I'm like the the Wolverine meme. With the, with the picture frame, and yes. in that picture frame, it's the mixed unit just staring at it like, ah, because <laughs> they're like a plus 20 now in 100 yeah. possessions. Yeah. They're stupidly good, and it's and it's not like they're just lighting the world on fire offensively. They are. They're also like an above-league average defense. 
And so it's like, yeah, no shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's, it, this is bearing itself out that the mixed unit of Dame, Ant, Nas, Larry Zeller is very good. And if you want to swap out Zeller and put in uh, Snell, fine. I don't care. But, like, Ant, Nas, Larry, energy guys, active guys, athletes. Yeah, no, it's just, it, that's your three best athletes in your rotation. Shocking. Oh, yeah, for sure. For I had to sure. think about it for a second. I'm like, would Norm? No, no, Norm's not beating any of those guys out. Norm's athletic, don't get it wrong. But Ant, Nas, Larry are your three best athletes in the rotation. Well, and I, you know, I, I thought also tonight as we go down through some of these dudes, like, um, I thought tonight was big for Nas. You know, he had some big plays, some big moments. But to me, it's like that's part of the growth for young players is when you have nights where you can go back and no no matter what DeRozan was dealing with, with maybe heavy legs because is of all when you have games nights, on, that's still important for a young player who's yeah. continuing to build confidence and continuing to get big minutes. I mean, he was there at the crunch time again. And even when he had that, you know, it's kind of, it wasn't really his fault, but that heave with the shot clock where he ended up airballing it. Um, he had another shot that he ended up missing. Like even despite those things, Chauncey, kept him in there because he knew how valuable he was going to be. And I thought he applied the right pressure on DeMar. Even when he was tired, he was right in his face. And those are big for young players that are going to, you're going to lean on late in the season. Yeah. Listen, Nas was not perfect tonight. No, he wasn't. His box score wasn't great. And um, getting stuck on that Tony Bradley screen, the way he did at the end of that game, suboptimal. Um, yeah, but, Chauncey was not happy about that. No, no, he was not. Um, I've seen some people say that that Larry's going to step up there. If you watch the replay back, nobody's switching anything. They're not. They're trying to stay with within their scheme, and they're they're leaving Nance inside to, uh, to take away the quick two. So, so, so quickly, I I think that's kind of the story of Nas too this year. It's like he's emerged, but I've I've had a lot of games. It feels like where we talk about him and the impact he makes, and then I look at his box score. I'm kind of like, oh. Three of seven. Oh, not you know great. What I mean? like, not bad tonight. He, obviously, the shooting was rough. He was one of seven. Oh, but, four from three. But seven rebounds. Here's here's something really stupid, but that I like it. Okay. Three fouls. Yeah, I, I like that he's being physical. Yep. Because Scott Foster was a train wreck tonight, and he called way too many bleeping fouls. I mean, Danny, it is ten twenty-two, my brother. Like uh, we we usually start these post game pods. We're done and, like, twenty minutes ago. We're done 20 minutes ago, normally. The, so, the NBA this year was like, hey, what's the best way to get people maybe back into like in our league? Let's call less fouls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They call less fouls. NBA's great. Everybody's like, God, I love the way the game feels this year. This is great. Scott Foster, let me take you back to yeah. 2009. <laughs> Sweet. Thanks, Three Scott. Three and a half hours later. Oh, my Lord. Um, so let me ask you this. You might know the answer to this because I'm curious. On, on what people are saying on that last play, uh, on the mm. should Larry have switched, Nas, whatever. I did notice Nas got hung up on that screen. But he, what else? He was I also noticed, a run block. Well, yeah. The, the, <laughs> the last, like, two or three timeouts, mm -hmm. what do you think it is that Chauncey seems to be going to Larry every single time? Quarterbacking. Okay. He's that, quarterbacking I, that defense. There's, there's not I a doubt that, in my mind. Okay, I thought that, but I'm like, is there an element of Chauncey's not Who do you trust? Up, but, Larry's yeah. been here for 16 games. Who do you trust more than Larry defensively right now? Norm, maybe? CJ. CJ. Ugh. I feel like I just ate three ice cream sandwiches. You looked like uh you looked like Lloyd and Dumb and Dumber when he saw oh, Harry. Uh, 
Uh, <laughs> hey, you look like you after you ate a hot chip. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, but I, I look at tonight's game. I don't want to be Danny Downer on this too much. There, there were some uh, things in that first half. I'm, I'm not. I'm just going to say that that first, that first oh, that first half, half was abysmal. Listen, it takes some balls to come back and win a game. That's three times that. I've, God, that's a lot of balls. Um, but yeah, you imagine having three balls. That would be very weird. I knew a guy with one testicular cancer. It's no joke, folks. Well, that's no joke. Always check your nuts. But uh, having three afterwards, he called it the wrecking ball. I'll tell you a story sometime. Um, <laughs> I don't think I need the story. I think it's kind of self-explanatory. Pretty self-explanatory, but yeah. the framing of it was was, was a little insane. Um, of the ball or the the joke? Yes, we'll leave okay. it at that. It's it's, it's, all, it's an off-air story for sure. We uh, can't go much later. I'm getting looped. <laughs> no, we got to get point. out of here. Uh, I, I loved the fight that they showed. Yeah, me too. I, I loved the I loved that because my biggest complaint this season has been not necessarily effort, although it kind of falls in the same family. It's been the vibe, the feel, like just guys looking at each other like, I want to kill this man. While that was still present tonight, it was significantly more subdued. And I know everyone's like, oh, they're just really good at home, really bad on the road. I don't think that's necessarily the case. And I've seen, well, the Blazers win when their stars shoot well, and it's like, no. They win when they do the things that are necessary to win. Now, shooting comes along with that, but it's there's there's a lot to it. Um, we'll get out of here on this. Uh, Kaylee's asking any updates on the Olshea garbage. Uh, Brandon and I are going to have the live show tomorrow. Hopefully, we'll have some sort of update by then. Uh, from what I've, I've heard so far, things are pretty locked up, buttoned up as far as what's going on and what's happening. So hopefully, in the next 18, 24 hours, we'll, we'll figure it out. Um, Hopefully, have some answers uh, before uh, you know we get into the weekend. But then again, the more days that pass, the closer we get to a Friday news dump. So, uh, oh my God, you can't! I mean, I they've done this before, but I literally just, every single major news that has happened in the past six months has come at Friday at like ten. But you you can't news dump something like this. You just you just can't. You owe it you to your fans to do better. Really? Than that. Well, I mean, you can, but you owe it to your fans to be better than that. Yeah. So. It is what it is. I just I do you. I I don't well, I don't think this this version of the organization does. I, I don't think they care. Um Nurk getting a lot of headlines. Larry obviously getting the chance. Yep. Nas being noticed. I thought Norm had some big moments. Norm tonight, carried in man. the whole damn first half. If not for Norman Powell, that's your thirty point game right there. Norm, yeah, and if, if they're down twenty three or more at half. They don't Chicago built on that yeah. third quarter lead to 20. Like that would have been to 30 or to 33. Like you ain't coming back from that. So I thought Norm, Norm deserves a shout out here. Um, Rocco was a little better. He had some moments where he hit kinda shots like, uh, defensively. Had yeah. Some real problems. He so. did. Um, but it just, you know, this was a, a good game because just about everybody that got meaningful minutes had an impact in some way. Um, so, you know, complete team effort. Obviously, some guys shining a little more than others, but I just wanted to give uh, kind of a shout out to some of the others. Yeah, no, there was some there were some top performers tonight. They weren't in the backcourt. It was a front court win tonight because uh, Norm's actually a front court player. I don't know if you know that. So forward, <laughs> not not a small guard. This team, this team's gonna it's gonna do it to it's me. It's gonna it's gonna kill somebody. There's no doubt it, about it. It, it probably is. Uh, all right, folks. 
If you haven't already, please subscribe to the show. Please subscribe to the channel here on YouTube. We are at, I'll give you the live count. This is always great, great stuff for doing live. Uh, 1,954. We Let's are 46 short of 2,000. Our views are up. Our downloads are up. Our, our subscriptions are up. The podcast downloads are up. Everything is coming up Jack Ramsey's right now. And that's all of you guys. Thank you. Like I said, we will have some membership stuff coming up, and it's going to be the cheapest price that, I, that YouTube allows me to put it in there for. I am not trying to make money off it. I'm trying to do what I need to do to get this company to come in and let us do these live simulcasts where we can have these watch parties together. Those will launch in December. Hopefully, I can roll this stuff out here in the next week or two. I want to get it before Thanksgiving hits. That way, people who want to be a part of it can be a part of it and make it a little bit easier. Uh, if you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast. We're available wherever you get podcasts. Apple. See, I, I didn't say iTunes. Look at that. I'm, I'm getting better. Spotify, <laughs> Google, Stitcher, whatever you get your podcast. Thank you all so very much. Uh, Brandon, what time do you want to go tomorrow for the live show? You want to go five? You want to go six? What, what, what you feeling, buddy? Ooh. We, we can spice it up. We got no time. You know, it's there's no, there's no game we're running up against. Um, we'll split the difference. Go 530? Let's go six. Six? Okay. There you go, I folks. I think six is the way to go. Live decision-making right there. We will have the live show tomorrow at six. Uh, that's where everybody who have your questions here in the in the uh in the, in the comment section and chat, this is when we're going to take them all. That's when it's a lot easier. We don't have a hard out where brand's got to go to bed. So uh, <laughs> we'll be up tomorrow at 6 o'clock. So subscribe, turn the notifications on. You'll know when we go on. We'll go on about 6, which means we'll go on about 6.05 because that's how this always works. Uh, thank you all so, 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 so very much. Have a wonderful night. Blazers win. Will they win next game? We'll see. We'll see. All right. Take care. Have a great night. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.